Rubbish Podcast. Hello and welcome to Modern Art is Rubbish, episode number... Episode number... I don't know what episode it is. We don't know! <laughs> we keep getting people coming through. I, I, I don't know how to restrict that. I should have put it onto some oh, Let me check on um, Spotify what episode number we are. Yeah. Oh, okay. One hundred and sixteen. <laughs> this is really, this is peeling back the curtain. Right, I'm going to start, Tom, with something quite profound because we're going to be okay. talking about a particular artist. I'm going to use a little bit of lyrics. Listen to this. Take a look around at what technology has found. Is it what we need? Are we killing the seed? Profound, aren't they? Yeah. That is by an artist called Peter Andre, who, and from his song Insania, he wrote it when he was in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, apparently wrote in the jungle, called Insania. Is this the concept artist, Peter Andre? Yeah, Peter Andre. But we're not talking about Peter Andre. People probably getting confused with, we're talking about an artist who just died, 24th of January, Carl Andre. Mysterious girl. <laughs> That's enough copyright. <laughs> yeah, so don't get mixed up. Peter Andre is now a successful uh, presenter on GB News. All right. GB News. That. Do you reckon he... Uh, the most uh, unbiased news organisation in the world, not. Right. Do you think Peter Andre is an art owner? I think he would. I think he'd own... He'd own a Banksy, wouldn't he? he? He would. He'd own a Banksy, definitely. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I think Peter Andre... Mysterious girl with a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> She's mysterious with a balloon, isn't she? Will she get it back or will she not? Who knows? Right, so Carl Andre, he's Mr. Minimal. Mr. Minimal. The interesting thing about Carl Andre, right, he had this... Um, it's the only work of art that I've actually, by an artist, that I actually walked on in the Tate. And a lot of people just walk around it, but I walk on it, and no one's ever stopped me. Well, is that how you got your criminal record? What, for walking on? For no, walking on uh, Peter Andre's art. Carl Andre, Sorry, Carl. Carl Andre. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was called, it's called Steel Zinc Play. Now, Carl Andre is an artist. I'll go more into detail, but he he creates minimal. He created minimal works, and he had a piece called Steel Zinc Plane, which is a 1969 sculpture, and it's composed of 18 zinc plates and 18 uh, steel plates. Basically, it looks like a giant checkerboard on the floor. Okay, it's quite uh, Yoko Ono esque. Yeah, quite Yoko Ono. It was designed uh, so you could walk on it. So so he actually made his piece so people would experience something different. So you go into a gallery and you could walk on the actual work, uh, artwork. So it makes you question about the nature of art, the fact that a lot of Carl Andre's pieces were all very low down. Yeah. And he kind of, in an interview, he, was, he said he was interested about the fact that, you know... Oh, is he the founder of Carl Andre Flooring? <laughs> Carl Andre flooring would be really expensive. It probably cost you to get your bathroom done. Probably cost you about five hundred thousand. A small no, bathroom, yeah, at least, not. at least if you got it done in Carl Andre. 
Yeah. Bathroom, so it's not a cheap it's not a cheap way of doing bathroom. It's not a cheap way of doing flooring. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so we um so I walked on it and it's really interesting because no one says anything. Now there is no but there's no things that say do not walk on it, but that's the whole experience of going to a gallery and actually walking on the artwork and there's a whole it doesn't feel much different to the gallery floor, but you when you're on there you're thinking, I shouldn't be doing this and it gives you a little bit of a buzz. And no one says anything. Yeah. And you're kind of waiting for someone to come up and say to you. you Does it always, make you feel a bit lighter on your feet? It makes you feel a bit rebellious. All oh, right, yeah. Because there's no explicit rules that say it's not it's not fenced off. So it's not it's not roped off rather. So you, you so it's not like a crime scene. No, it's not. It's not like jumping on Tracy Emin's bed as no. two performance artists did once. It's not yeah. that kind of thing. No. But no. So there you go. I don't know what the rules are now about it, but I shall be walking on it again. And then I shall be saying, but that is what the artist intended. Yeah. And I'm sure that'll go well in court. Okay. What for you? Yeah. Yeah. If I said that to the judge. Has he ever been to court? He's suspected of pushing his wife out of a window. Well, yeah, he? Carl Andre. Uh, well, we'll go on to that now. I mean, I was going to save that as a little surprise, but maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. not. Surprise, he <laughs> nearly... Uh, yeah, in the 70s, he was doing really well. And uh, what happened was, in September 1985, his third wife... I don't know what happened to the first two. Yeah. <laughs> this third wife, that's always dodgy. Um, well, it's not always dodgy, is it? I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'm making like, assumptions there. It's not like every disappeared wife is under a patio or, or flooring somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, What's it, her name? And oh, Anna Mendieta. Mend- Mendieta? Oh, so she's, the, she's an artist, isn't she? Yeah, she's an artist. And they're alone together in their 34th floor apartment in Greenwich Village, New York, and she fell from a window to her death. So, this is so that her, was her third wife. We can wife. just call her wife number three. Oh, no. <laughs> so he was on trial for second-degree murder in 1988. He decided not to give evidence, and he foregoed his right to a jury as well. And the judge found uh, room for reasonable doubt and acquitted him. Okay, yeah. So, so he, I think he was probably innocent. Yeah. Seems like it's, it. For someone who does such minimal work, it seems a lot of drama and a lot of yeah. big effort. He's, he's pieces. To push someone out of a window. Oh, is it yeah. effort? I don't was know. Was there like, was Pete Doherty su- suspected of that at some point as well? Really? Yeah, I don't know. Or... I had someone who was a, an influencer whose boyfriend, I think it was their boyfriend, fell out the window around the corner from me. Something to do with Geordie Shaw. Yeah. There you go. It's totally irrelevant. So Carl Andre started off, I mean he was born let's let's just do a brief bio. He was born in nineteen thirty-five in Massachusetts and he started off life. Hang on, I thought he was Australian. Carl Andre? No, it's Peter Andre. Don't get mixed up. He started off as a train uh, train driver. Well, not train. He wasn't a train driver. He worked on the train, train tracks on in the railway, wherever, it, wherever you would call that. Yeah. He worked on the railways. Um, 
and there is that talk that the the idea of all the train tracks and all the wood and timbers laid in very regular patterns may have influenced him yeah and i think it probably did because if you look at his early works he started off working with timber and arranging them in very ordered minimal kind of patterns yeah so his work's very, very simple. He doesn't, there's not much interference from him. He normally takes just the materials and just arranges it sometimes in what's a pleasing to the, sort of a pleasing oh, to the eye. It's good to actually have some art that finally is catering to the railway maintenance workers. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like take a game around B&Q, taking it out of B&Q and putting it into the gallery. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, I like his work. I'm I'm doing it down by saying that, by saying BNQ, but I actually quite like it. I, I mean, I do like his work. And uh, he actually said of his work that his work poses questions, but he's not sure if he has any answers. Um, Bit like the trial. The trial? What's the trial? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> poses questions, yeah. but no answers. Yeah. So I want to talk about his most uh, controversial work. Is this the bricks? Yeah. It's called Equivalent 8. And that was made in 1966. Basically, Carl Andre created a series of eight brick sculptures and they were called the Equivalent Series. And uh, he arranged 120 bricks into each sculpture in the most pleasing, what looked the most pleasing to him. Yeah, so what sort of shapes were they? I think there was just lots of different square shapes i've never looked at the entire shapes but i mean the one we're talking about was um was an oblong stack 10 by 6 bricks long and so it's kind of brick shaped pile of bricks yeah yeah, yeah. A, a long and wide and two bricks high so it's like a kind of like an oblong double stack of bricks i mean i'll put a put a link on the website to it but it's you know it's it actually looks quite good. It does when you look at it. Was well, it like the golden ratio? No, it's not the golden. The ratio. golden just, brick ratio. Yeah, it's the it's the eighth in a series of of them, and it looks all right. Yeah, it looks but it, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it looks all right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I suppose you're looking at bricks in you know, as I say, it's different between between that and going in B and Q. You know, you just see them arbitrarily stacked. I don't know if they think about, you know whether it looks nice on the shelves other uh diy places are available yeah, i'm sure weeks. they do what, they like, think, i think what would carl andre want you have people like who's their job to do the window displays in shops don't you yeah but they don't they don't get carl andre do they reckon they get art students like to arrange the the wood in minimal distribution uh, i'm sure that that if that happens minimal distribution what does that even mean what i just said yeah, no minimal distribution. Yeah, for the display. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Or oh, maybe I did know. Maybe my subconscious knew what I was saying. So the controversy is, is that in 1972, the Tate purchased it for £2,297, which is equivalent to about £25,000 in today's money. And the bricks are now worth about £2.5 million. And the uh, Daily Mail said... Modern art is rubbish! <laughs> I did. <laughs> and um, they had to actually go to the brickyard because the sculpture had been returned previously when it was made because there was no buyers. So they had to go and just buy new fire bricks. Yeah. So the good thing is 
it's very safe piece because if it was at the you know in the Sarchi, Sarchi had owned it when he had his fire. Yeah. That wouldn't have burnt. They'd be the only sculpture that'd be left standing. Yeah, or the um, like the spooky artworks that survived the fires in uh, East Sussex. Oh my God, you're talking about the crying boy. The crying boy. So yeah. it'd be just be the crying boy. If the world caught fire, it'd just be the crying boy, and Carl Andre Bricks. That's it. That's the only thing Is that'd be Carl left. Carl Andre, actually, the crying boy. Even though he wouldn't be crying because he... Because he's a mysterious girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was fine. This is 1972, it was purchased, right? So, no, nothing was said. People go in the gallery, they like it. And it wasn't until 1976 when uh, uh, a load of newspapers rang the story and there was public outrage about a gallery using money to purchase a pile of bricks and even an MP went on TV to register his upset. Because I suppose, again, it's the old thing, people saying, is it art? Same thing that Duchamp did, episode one, the first one we talked about, with his toilet. Yeah. Is that art? Yeah. And people got upset and said, this is bricks, this isn't art. Yeah. But they can't work out what, you know, because it makes them think, well, what what is art? What do you have to do to make it art? Yeah. I mean, wasn't the outcry about the waste of money as well that it cost for the bricks? Was it a time of austerity back in 1976? It was a tough time, but it was before it was purchased in 1972, yeah. which was tough as well. So, I mean, the early 70s wasn't great. Yeah, all times tough. But, I th- yeah, I think it was, um, I just think it was the rage probably. I suspect the sun... Or, or or the Daily Mail or a paper like that might have been involved. Yeah. So, anyway, the public sent in their own artworks to take in response, sending in objects such as pile of paper clips, piece of string, and even a vacuum cleaner. So this is like early versions of the Turnip Prize. Yeah, it is. It's people going, oh my god, we're so outraged. And there was one chef, chef that was so incensed, he decided to stage a process. A protest. So what he does is he, this is like my uh, my crime story bit. Yeah. Dressed in a business suit and sneaking in a bottle of blue food diet in his underpants. Apparently. Yeah. Why does he have to be in his underpants? But this is what I read. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Well, tell the story. Yeah. Don't get hung up yeah, on the underpants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he put it somewhere <laughs> secret so someone would find it. And he walks brazenly into the gallery and emptied the contents onto the bricks like in an artistic style drip painting to make a statement. And then he waited for someone to return so he could get arrested, or not arrested, but apprehended by the security guards. So he actually hung around going, where's someone going to come and... Well, he would have had to have put it in his pants because if he had it in his hand, they would have gone, oi, what's that? (laughs) I'm just going to put... What could he have just put in his pocket? (laughs) And mind you, then they would have said, what's that in your... Yeah. Trousers, sir. So, and he was like, I'm just very pleased to be here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and he was banned from tape from life. For, for, he was banned from the tape for life. Yeah. But the thing they actually did was they didn't go and get new bricks. They actually cleaned off those bricks because they were the official bricks. All oh, right, yeah, the official modern art is rubbish bricks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, a short advertisement break. Hey, Marcus! Yeah, Tom, what's, what, what's going on? Look, I just bought this amazing brick sculpture. Look at it! How much did that cost you? It looks like it must have cost you the equivalent of in today's money of £25,000. Yes, how did you know? You spent £25,000 on a load of bricks. You idiot! All you have to do is go down to Big Q or Wix and you can buy as many bricks as you want for £100! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or, alternatively, just sign up for the Modern Art is Rubbish mailing list to receive your free turtle artwork. To and count. your free bricks. <laughs> free bricks? We're not giving free bricks. Yeah. We'll Take that you... back. No, sign up for the mailing list. We'll send you a free brick or you can download a high-definition turtle art print. We will not be sending you a brick. <laughs> We will. No, we won't, Tom. That is official modern art. It's rubbish policy. So, Carl Andre, who's now died, that was his uh, a brief little bit about the Mr. Minimal Man. Mr. Minimal Man? Yeah, Mr. Minimal Man. Mr. Minimal Man. Yeah. <laughs> Carl Andre. Any thoughts on minimal art and minimal man? Yeah. Peter Andre? Um... I don't know, he fit very well on our, if his work fits well on our show, with Modern Art is Rubbish as a title. It's kind of, uh, seems to be running through the centre of his kind of, um, you know, his public persona as an artist. Yeah, so Tom, it's just, um, just buys then, isn't it? Goodbye! Bye!